0: bringing you the truth or something like the truth this is the bottom line podcast from 100.7 the score
1: i'm mike hebert owner of cantex roofing and construction every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing construction windows and mirrors call cantex roofing and construction today together we are one serving you
2: Happy Monday. It is the bottom line. You've got us on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Score.com. It is a victory Monday. You take down UCF 24-23. It is the sixth win, however. You take it however you can get it, and you are bowl eligible. Now looking down the barrel of the Texas Longhorns. It is Texas week. It's also Thanksgiving week. If you're a college basketball fan, happy feast week to you. It's the bottom line. Wait. Here on 100.7 The Score and 107 thscorecom What?
1: Finish your stuff, man. We're
2: live from the first United Bank studio. (laughs) Uh, You can call us on the Visual Edge IT hotline 806-771-0973. Or you can hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions, reactions, all of that welcome there. Don't forget, take us anywhere with the mobile app brought to you by Happy State Bank. We're also streaming live on Fox 34 News Now and YouTube Clint Scott, Chris Sneed with side-eye today, apparently. I don't know what I did with Feast Week. We'll find out in just a moment. Ben Portman behind the glass taking care of us. Three full hours with us. <clears throat> Ayo Sneeder. What's up? What What's wrong with... What's up with the Feast Week, What's man? wrong with what, Feast Week? Why does
1: it only get to be college basketball fan? This is a big college football weekend.
2: No, no, no. I'm just saying, if you are a college basketball fan, ah, then you love this week. No. Like me. It's no, still college football. No, I'm not football. bypassing that. I don't, even it's, and, and then, to kinda some would say, it's bigger for the NFL basketball. this week.
1: I don't even kind of care about college basketball till January. Okay. Kind of. I do. Kind of care
2: about that. Well, you're a... You're you have a, the best... I'll tell you why. Because out of, for the most part, out of conference play, these will be the best opponents. And you'll see it this week for you as well, yeah. for Texas Tech basketball in the battle for Atlantis, but for, uh, like, across college basketball... These are some of the best non-conference matchups you will see, and that's it. And then, and then it's like, all right, back to the Tomato Can You? Mm-hmm. And that's like
1: that garbage we we have in the SEC last week, oh where everyone plays uh, um, somebody like that.
2: And sometimes you lose to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> sometimes in the moment you freeze. Little, uh, where's the rim shot? Come on, yeah, man! The little, man uh... Where's the
0: rim shot?
2: <laughs> A little auburn jump in there uh man that uh we were talking about this in the break and I know like New Mexico State I'm not saying I'm surprised I thought New Mexico State was a powerhouse and had all the funding in the world for their football program uh, but I was <laughs> shocked hey
1: there are kids legit on some rosters in the SEC making more money than most of the coaches on their staff <laughs> I mean that's and that's not that's not hyperbole that's not conjecture that's a truth
2: I, like the the images after and I can't remember what the amount that you know New Mexico State got paid um, but it was a pretty good payday for him to also get a win a uh, huge win and uh the picture that was floating around of like you know the, the the classic SEC highly funded uh training room and video room for Auburn compared to the like I had I can't tell you the last time, I have seen the old, like school desk chairs that have the folding table. It's mm. kind of in the L, the fat L shape that just folds down and up. And they, like these. I was just shocked. Still, like again, I'm not. I'm not saying that I thought New Mexico State had all this money, but man, that is a that is a tough look to uh, have that in the uh, old video room. Those chairs, but man, what an upset. Uh, you can hit us up on the H Flooring Center chat line. Already got a couple in. You have a 24 to 23 win over UCF. Uh, I gotta tell you, Snead. Now the blood pressure rose back up when you have the uh, you know blown assignment there at the end with about five and a half minutes to go in the game. Uh, and Javon Baker, there's just no one there with him. Uh, and, and and even then, I mean, you have the Jamar Banks tipped PAT, which was a great play, mm-hmm. uh, ended up being one of the top deciding plays in the game. It was incredibly satisfying to watch you drain that five and a half minutes left in the game just all the way to zeros. Mm-hmm. Um, and And, of course, Taj Brooks was fantastic. The offensive line blocked that drive really well. Uh, Had a great play over to Aiken for a first down from Morton. You had a little bit of everything. um, In in the offense where you go, uh, you know, in in the hurry up to nowhere, had a couple plays in that entire game. From that offense to just draining the clock and kind of forcing your will, that was fantastic to see. I don't care who it was against. I mean, just... That was a great way to end that game. I wish I had seen any
1: of it. I was—I <laughs> mean, that game kicked off when I got to the locker room at Arkansas, so and yeah, we weren't going to get to see any of it. And I was, and I just said, you know what? If I can't see any of it, I got to look at the one. I saw one ESPN update. It was seven nothing UCF, and I said, okay. And then I got in the, about the middle of the fourth quarter, no, middle of the third quarter, I got an ESP alert on my Apple Watch that, uh, well, first I got, a, um, I got a text from Gus mm-hmm. <laughs> and it said, wreck blank. <laughs> and uh, an exclamation point, oh. exclamation point. And then I said, then I got the ESP alert that said Texas Tech was 2423. And I was like, interesting, yeah. I wonder how that worked out. <laughs> And then, all I've I have not I have still not seen a a a down of this game, but I'm having people describe plays to me throughout, mm-hmm. and it sounds like that like you said the last five and a half minutes beautiful of Taj Brooks was epic,
2: just I, I, like yeah.
1: soul crushing five and a half minute we're gonna go three yards in a cloud of dust and you can't get to do anything about it, that's what it sounds like.
2: And I think the like the the final first down was the best one. I think that was on a third down play Mm -hmm. but you have a a linebacker coming up for UCF Um, kind of lat I mean timeouts are timeouts are gone or about to be gone and you have a linebacker coming up and you see or Taj Brooks just sits there and it's like you can see uh, here a little Taj time joke for you You can see the clock going in his head and he just we all know he's a patient runner and it was like to me. It was like a slow motion play where you knew that linebacker, even though he was right there, had no shot of at least stopping him dead in his tracks right at that first down marker. Just pushes him back another couple of yards, uh, and then from there on out, you know that was the final first down that you needed. Um, just the the physicality you saw in that drive was awesome. But you know, to what you're saying, so first quarter looked like you were. You know, you you found yourself in a fourteen and nothing hole. Mm. Um Sounded like big. looked like you were going to respond after their first touchdown, yeah. which they like effortlessly drove the ball oh, yeah, down the some dr- tra- down the field, too, right? Yeah, and and uh, I mean it's RPO is what it was. Uh, I I thought it was interesting. This is my I don't know. I I thought it was interesting how easy in that first drive you kind of fell for that because. I mean, Plumlee just held on to the ball, held on to the ball, held on to the ball, and then would throw it and did it a couple times. Mm -hmm. Um, Did have a penalty that gets taken off, and then, boom, they score it again on the very next play. Uh, And then you respond by driving the ball all the way down the field but unable to convert a fourth down, and it just felt like instant momentum that you had made was just sucked right out of you. Yeah. And so the fact that you threw a couple punches in the second quarter, uh, and we'll get back more into it. It's the bottom line, 100.7, the score. i got plenty of stuff to dive into today. Um, but I love how you swung back in the second quarter and then did enough to win the game. And Hey, you had a super tough task on Friday, but see uh, what you can do in Austin. it's
1: yeah.
0: so a bottom line, 100.7, the score. Getting to the points, but taking the senior group to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7, the score.
2: You have the bottom line here on 100.7 the score and 107thescore.com. Don't forget to take us anywhere with the mobile app brought to you by Happy State Bank. Appreciate you making us a part of your Monday, Clint Scott, Chris Need, Ben Porman. Time now for Kaylee's Dailies. <laughs> 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 ben. Neat. Yes, sir.
1: Happy World Anteater Day. Ah. Yes, did you know?
2: I did not. Happy World Anteater Day
1: to yes. you as well. Did you know anteaters are related to armadillos and sloths?
2: Oh, okay. Well, now that makes know. sense.
1: There are four species of anteaters in the world. The giant anteater, the northern tamandua, the southern tamandua, Temendua, and the Silky Anteater.
2: Ah, horse name. The fanciest. <laughs> silky.
1: Uh, the most famous anteater is, what do you think?
2: Uh, uh, um, Arthur. No, what? which type of the... Farm? Oh, he's an aardvark. He's not an anteater. He, he's an aardvark, which are not anteaters.
1: Dang it! Come on!
2: <laughs> I don't know that. The giant anteater. Oh. And they grow up to... Uh, pounds or height. Height. Uh, giant would be six feet tall. That seems like a Eight big anteater. Eight feet antir. long. Oh, my gosh. And they weigh up to? Uh. 350 pounds.
1: 80 pounds. Giant <laughs> anteaters are found commonly through the South America. My, my anteater found the mother
2: made- load of ants. <laughs> Eating those ants with, like, butter and exactly, where's man. the maple syrup for the ants? <laughs> <laughs> they live in humid rainforest climates. <laughs>
1: They prefer a a diet uh, that are ants, obviously. Hashtag ant meal. (laughs) Which they gather by digging up ant burrows
2: with their sharp knife-like claws. Knife-like claws. Ooh, ant burrows. Characters to show up at Joe Burrows Thanksgiving on Thursday. Boom! (laughs) Sorry.
1: Uh, they they scoop up hundreds of ants using their two foot long tongue. Wow, that's right, ladies. Uh, giant <laughs> anteaters utilize their strong sense of smell to locate their ants. Not Joe Burrows' ants. Uh, <laughs> their smell has been found to be how much stronger than a humans? How many times? Ooh ooh ooh, uh, thirty times stronger. Forty times oh. stronger. <laughs> Additionally, giant anteaters are known to be uh, combative when they are approached, when they feel threatened. They stand back on their feet and they spit ants at you. Oh. No, they don't. They anchor and bounce to the ground with their tail, use their strong front claws to strike their attackers. Oh, nice. But yeah, how cool swinging. would it be if they would spit ants at you?
2: Like an ant like machine. Like an ant gun? machine. gun. Like if they could find, like, what are the really terrifying ants? Like the bullet ants? The ants? No, bullet. Oh, the, the bullet. <laughs> they said an Ebola ants. No, sorry. I don't want anything to do with those guys. Bullet ants. Like they just, like, storm in their cheek just in case. Mm. Is that it? The aardvark. The, the anteater.
1: Oh, sorry. The, the anteater. <laughs> I messed you up with my art. <laughs> so So, uh, yeah. So, we have a short week this week. We do. We have uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And Wednesday's a short show. Yeah. Because yeah, we take that... basketball. So, we're going to have uh, an opening segment and then Kaylee's Dailies. Is that what we're going to do?
2: Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. That sounds good. Sounds like a little on-air show planning. Sure, sounds good to me. Let's Kaylee do it. Kaylee
1: and her sisters got to enjoy... um uh morgan wallen oh. saturday night fifth row
2: minute mate is his voice okay or whatever that thing was for a while wasn't that why it canceled
1: yeah allegedly
2: allegedly <laughs> <laughs> uh here you go here's a question from sooner and love it can you name the college team whose mascot is the anteater yeah uc irvine there you go uh this on the yates flooring center chat line let eaters Oh, that's great. Is that really what they say? They say, let's go eaters. Just go eaters? Yeah. Oh, that's They've fantastic. got a baseball jury that says eaters on it. Uh, Raiders dad asks, whose side will the refs be on? No. <laughs> Tech-Texas game. He's just making a joke. Uh, I think you're right, and that would be my message to the fellas. They're looking to crush us, i.e. Uh, tech versus TCU crush us. So what are you going to do about it? That's a good point what can you do about it um and so if we all know Brooks is out for the season mm-hmm. Sark said today Xavier worthy would be good to go on Friday mm-hmm. um I make I, mistake. You, you're gonna make you and, and you need to do this but this is again this is where I think the Brooks thing helps out a lot. Um, that defense for Texas is legit. Mm-hmm. I would not say the offense has always been potent, and you took out one of the best two pieces. And I'm, you don't you don't want to see a player get injured or go down. But I think if you can uglify this game because the uh, Iowa State gave you the recipe, yeah. they just couldn't finish it out. Yeah. Iowa State gave you the blueprint. TCU gave you the blueprint in their second half. Mm-hmm. Um, in that game, you have to make and, and Quinn Ewers has been better. He hasn't still been that Quinn Ewers level that, like, Texas has been ex- expecting and we keep hearing about every offseason. I think you still have to make him be the one who beats you. What time did it kick off on Friday? Uh, that is 6.30 kick. I think it's a 30, 6.30
1: kick. Is it any, it's a night game? Yes. Dang it. I was, I was hopeful that
3: this would be a day game and I would be on an airplane flying mm. during it. But, hey, let us not forget that we had World Series champ in town, welcome home, Jungle Cat. Ringing, banging yes. Bertha.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh,
2: he did a very good job of like making sure his body was as far away from the bell as possible. You could see he's seen some unfortunate videos of bell ringers past. He knew what he knew what to do. <laughs> you gotta watch out for this video editor. Uh, this for Mader's dad. Also, Joey has a pretty nice November record since he came on. Something uh, that. Uh, Mike struggled with everyone after everyone after Mike struggled with. Excuse me.
1: Yeah, Wells was not good down the stretch. Um, Tuberville, not really.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, this on the chat line from Bullfighter. Yeah, jump back on the wagon with us, Nee. Just like with the Rangers. Jk, love you, dude. I know. Hey, I
1: mean. I guess the, the narrative now. I, lo- I love what I heard the other day. It's uh, Snead's pre-copes. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. I'm pre-coping. What was that? Uh, he funny. said that uh, I was talking to them off air when I, when I was catching the trays on their show the other day. <laughs> Apparently, I was I was getting rung up on their show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> pre-cope. <laughs> so, uh, choice said I pre-cope. And, um, I mean, I'm just a realist like everybody else, man. I'm a Rangers fan my entire life, man. I can I can remember commandeering the TV in my mom's bedroom back in the '80s when when the Rangers played on HSC from old home sports entertainment. You don't remember that you were in Kansas, uh, but, uh, but back before Valley Sports, there was uh, Home Sports Entertainment. And out in El Paso, Texas, we didn't get a whole lot of Rangers games. So when there was a Rangers game on TV, I would have to commandeer. So I'm actually I'm I'm getting the TV guide circling rangers games commandeering my mom's tv in the in in mom and dad's bedroom so i could make sure that i was in there Mm -hmm. and you know we only had two tvs in the house back then
2: you know i haven't thought about a like a printed tv guide or like the 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 show lineups and like the newspaper Mm. in a very very long time yeah yeah i mean i i I had that around just enough in my childhood to have to deal with it for like two to three years of my actual decision-making with TV before that got phased out. So it's like I had just a taste of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like... Do you remember like, the
1: kids having to... Uh, if you wanted to know what, to, what the movies were playing, you had to go get a newspaper. Mm-hmm. Look at the newspaper to see where the movies were playing. And I I never had to
2: do the, like, call-in <laughs> call, to the movie theater. Phone. Yeah, I never had to do that. Uh, this from Sooner in Lubbock. It'll be interesting to see where Tyler ends up. Yeah, Tyler shut yesterday, announced he's going to be in the transfer portal. I can
1: see Tyler end up um very talented kid yeah injury mm-hmm. prone I, I I can't see him land in a power five I would he's probably the kind of cat that ends up at an ACU um a Sam Houston State type of place with one year a place that's close they are one piece away and that piece is a quarterback mm-hmm. to winning you know a conference and, championship but at, at the at the group of five even SCF level.
2: And I think there may be a, a middle ground program from like you to all the way down there because if you're like an SMU I would think you'd be interested. If you're like the law tech level I think you would be yes, that's, incredibly that's, that's interested. That's what I'm looking so, at. I'm, I'm something yeah. like that. Yeah so we'll see what happens. Uh, he's He's definitely gonna get some interest and there's probably gonna be some good programs that look at him and go hey would you be interested in competing even though we're really going with this guy. Mm-hmm. Something like that so.
0: Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score.
2: It's time for the fastest growing game show in the world. Take versus take. You've got the bottom line on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. I'm Clint Scott with the questions. Jamie Lint and Ben Porman go head to head.
4: All right, question number one, Clint. Did you see that Coca Cola and Crocs are doing a collab?
2: Coca Cola? Is that what it's called? It's gotta be called
4: Coca Cola, <laughs> right? Oh goodness, those are ugly. You have them up? You ordering a pair? I just ordered two. Per. <laughs> you need to per. per-
2: so he so can c- get to stomping with his Croca Colas. <laughs> <laughs> oh
4: boy, I'm sorry. That's fantastic.
2: Oh, man. That's no, I did not see that. That's how, mm-hmm. how the what kind of opposite universe are we living in where you saw crock news before me? Man, what will I torture you with in the three o'clock hour now? Uh, Ben, would you like to go first? They're all terrain, oh, they're all terrain. Look You're at on. these bad boys, Clinter. Oh, my gosh, those are made for off roading.
4: Those are made get... for never leaving the house. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, if they're they're all terrain, that means you take them everywhere, right? I don't, but you might. <laughs> Seems like a shoe I would see in Fazoli's for some reason. Uh, ben, I asked you and you answered, but it wouldn't have mattered what the answer was because you were up first anyways. I want you to, right off the bat, just explain from sunup to sundown your perfect Thanksgiving day.
3: It's really a really good question, Quint. Thank you.
2: I got two more. <laughs> They'll just get worse from here.
3: So my ideal Thanksgiving day is wake up at eight, watch the Macy's parade to finish, as the family's preparing the meal, watch the dog show afterwards. <laughs> See if the golden retriever, the Dachshund. German Shorthair Pointer, if any of them are going to get best mm-hmm. in show. Let's go Great Pyrenees. You got it this year, buddy. I believe in you. Yeah. But um, normally halfway through the dog show, we would have our Thanksgiving meal. And once everybody's all tired after being stuffed, they want to take a nap, I would work out whatever body part I'm on that day. Which <laughs> Thursdays <laughs> is my leg day. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That that did not come out I, right. I've
2: never once been like, please get more specific with this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just so doing... we're
3: doing leg day. Mm-hmm. And rest of the day, as far as I know, just kick back. Enjoy the holiday.
4: Jamie? Okay, I'm I'm probably probably gonna get up decently early. And head out. I love a good, crisp, cool hike on Thanksgiving morning. So I'm going to get out in the woods. I'm going to get lost in the woods for, I don't know, just two or three hours probably. And then be home and around, probably around noonish, somewhere in that area. Okay. Okay. Um, and, you know, immediately hop in the shower, get some uh, comfy clothes on, and then basically just watch football the rest of the day with the um you know being interrupted by having to eat a very mediocre meal mm.
2: you just you had the point and then you just had I to had bash the, point, the best part. I
4: had the point when I said I didn't watch the parade. Yeah that is something I
2: and, and even I know tech is in it, right? Marching this year. If I see it, I'm not going to be like, turn the channel. But that's about all that I'm
4: interested in. I'm just in not a parade, parade guy. I'm not a parade Well,
2: guy. even like, I'm not a parade in person guy, but then like the parade and TV, it's not even like a, I don't know. It's just like you're watching it on TV. <laughs> you know what? If you like it though, I want you to enjoy it. And I'm not trying to bash it. And right, I am absolutely. very excited to text cool a texting, part of it. Yep. Um, you worked out a little bit less. What, what is up with you two working out on Thanksgiving? It's not work, I don't
4: hike to work out, I hike to enjoy it.
2: Oh, okay, that's a little bit better. Jamie will sneak by with the point, although he tried to ruin it by bashing the meal.
4: Uh,
2: all right, it's speaking of meal, this mediocre good. meal, this question it's will be perfect. Meal is just not great. This meal, this question will be perfect for you then. The Grinch who stole Thanksgiving, I didn't uh, steal it. You're letting people have it, you don't even want you it. You can have it. What is the worst Thanksgiving food? Can be a side, dessert, just has to be a part uh of whatever your Thanksgiving meal is.
4: The thing that I think is the worst? Yes. Um Hmm. I would go with the cranberries.
2: Mm. It's a good answer. I also do not partake in either homemade or uh, I think it was South Texas Ambassador Preston who called it sludge, but likes it. And just like him,
3: At least you're being honest with what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, it's a good answer. Ben? Bit out of the ordinary when I say this, but give me pear salad. Bleh. What is that? <laughs> that sounds terrible.
2: <laughs> I would, What's in it? Is it a regular salad
4: with pears in it? It's complex. It's complex.
2: I think that's a really good answer because it sounds terrible, but I don't know what it is, and I am so anti the cranberry. Mm-hmm. Jamie has the win, now going for a sweep. All right, Ben. What athlete or celebrity would make you worry about the amount of food you prepared if they unexpectedly walked through your door on Thanksgiving? Like who walking through the door of oh, crap, do we have enough food? Could you rephrase that, possibly?
4: Language of origin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what What athlete or celebrity would you be worried would eat too much food at your house?
3: <laughs> oh, Shaq, easily. Good he said in
4: his Hall of Fame
3: speech, my my favorite food is, is everything, literally and figuratively. Shaq would pose a, uh, a big threat
2: on that.
4: I'm going to go with number 93 for the Longhorns. That Sweat guy. I mean, his name is Sweat. The dude is massive. He's like 365 pounds or something. Uh Okay. Like, how would you even put him at your table? (laughs) Just like so big. Plus, he's a Longhorn.
2: Also pretty agile for that size too. Yeah.
4: Yeah, if he came over to my house... Cause we're playing him the next day. I would give him all of it. Yeah. See if you can get to four bills, there, big fella.
2: <laughs> You'd be doing like the grandma thing, like, "Oh, you're done? Are oh, well, you still you're, hungry?" Like dear. grandma, I've had five plates. Uh, like, oh,
4: you could use a little you more look, mashed potatoes. You look a little thin. <laughs> Need a little meat on those bones. <laughs> you're wasting
2: away. I hope a breeze doesn't just take you off. <laughs> Before we even get the answer, like, she asks you if you're still hungry as she's putting food, like, on your plate. And it's always food that, like, splats, too. It's like, so it's going to stick there. Mm-hmm. Just like it's going to stick to you. Uh, I like both answers. Ben avoids the sweep. He gets the point. Shacked in a fool behind the glass. Uh, yeah, I would have went either Vince Woolfork or, uh, like, peak Olympic Michael Phelps for a different reason. Like, his calorie intake is fascinating. Or was when he was competing.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: Or, like, have you ever seen, like, The Rock's cheat day stuff? No. It's incredible. He eats, like, 800 pancakes. It's crazy. And I'm a... I mean, I'm a tubby guy over here. I can put the food away. I look at, like, some of his cheat day stuff, and I start to get sick. (laughs) At, like, halfway through the list. It's incredible. It's incredible. And he's... He's, he's not like the muscular guy. He's just... I mean, he's not like the tubby guy. He's the muscular guy doing sure. that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, This on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Tyler said it was down the strip. Uh, yeah. Mike also said part of it went down the strip. That's really cool. By the Bellagio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <coughs> <laughs> Sorry. Jamie's choking up thinking about all the Thanksgiving food he's about to uh, I
4: have to eat. What's your favorite
2: part if you, if you think it's me
4: I love stuffing, you know, fantastic stuff.
2: Then why are you mad about it? It's so the only time you get so Thanksgiving, Jamie. You know what? This is your... It's not the
4: only time I get it.
2: Well, I guess we, we do it. We don't do the works. We'll do the box. Do you do the box stuffing throughout the year?
4: You'd have to ask Mrs. Lent. I think she makes it homemade. i'm pretty sure
2: yeah we do homemade on thanksgiving and then we'll do like the stealthers every once in a while throughout the year underrated it is uh the bottom line congratulations to our take versus take winner jamie limp back with more next
0: bringing you the truth or something like the truth this is the bottom line podcast from 100.7 the score
2: Welcome back to The Bottom Line. You've got us on 1007 Score and 107thescore.com. A regular uh, Gino Garcia over here to my left. And uh, what's... uh, A regular Shankopotamus to my right. why, Why I've already forgotten the Dallas Cowboys kicker from last year that kept on just like falling apart.
4: I don't know why you're forgetting, Clint. I
2: don't know. I'm also that guy's name in remembering kickers, apparently. Uh, yeah, Shankopotamus was correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Quinn Scott, Jamie Lint, your take versus take winner, Jamie Lint. Yeah. Yippee! Ben Porman behind the glass. Boy, what a what a great! It's almost good, you know, to have good things happen to you on a holiday week anyway. So like, Jamie is just riding high now on his Monday. Ben is like, gosh, please just give me to Thanksgiving, give me to mm-hmm. Thursday. Can't believe this. <laughs> it's a bad deal. Bad deal. Uh, This on the Yates Flooring Center chat line uh, from Stephen, the worst part of Thanksgiving parade, lip-syncing singers.
4: Oh, goodness, yes. Because it's always so incredibly obvious.
2: But they have the dance moves down, typically.
4: Well, that's great.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
4: The only parade I ever enjoyed watching was um, the one in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> that was a good one. That was thoroughly enjoyable. What song was he singing? I can't remember. The
3: first song. was a Dunga Shane
4: Died. Yeah, not dunk that one, but Shane. The one he got everybody else. Singing. Uh Twist and Shout by yeah, the Beatles. That was it. Yeah. here you go, Ben.
2: Uh this from Eric on Wheels. How about this? The PBGV is still the champion and owner of Best in Show, and we have one. And do you have a guess of what the PB? GV stands for it's a dog breed by the way that's what that conversation is going to not to be confused with UTRGV
4: I don't have a guess
2: it's the uh, petite basset griffin vendine at least that's what Google says <laughs> I wouldn't have known that
4: was either. that
3: that French sounding name they're in the hound group correct like, they come right before the basset.
4: They're in the hound group. They're not all hounds? No, they've
2: got, like, like the toy class and working, working class
3: and hound and
2: all sorts of stuff.
3: It's a long name. It's, like, pronounced Petit Basset Griffon Vendéon. little French ending there.
4: Oui, oui. Ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> There's that goose
2: I again. can't help it. I can't help it. <laughs> that's cool that you have one though. I I wonder like legi- cuz that's why I root for the the Pyrenees um is because I have oh, he's a mix, but I have a Pyrenees. And so like I'm I'm generally curious like if you see it that you're like ah like rooting for it because we have one or is it like oh we happen to have one. Um because there is the the especially whenever like this year we're at my my wife's family, it'll go to the dog show a little bit and when we do I'm always like oh catch the uh Catch the Pyrenees. Uh, Bullfighter said worst is stuffing. Okay, Bullfighter absolutely doesn't get the point. Uh, Cranberries is fantastic. <laughs> that song, Zombie Still Slaps.
4: Okay. That's good.
2: good little pun. <laughs> uh, Tyler said Ben is no turkey. He doesn't skip leg day.
4: He does not.
2: I oh, gotta say, got to say, if I did that,
4: because what you said, the workout in the afternoon when everyone's taking a nap, Have you never done like the turkey trot on Thanksgiving Day? It's the best thing to do to get up and go exercise. And so then you have this feeling of, I can eat every bit of this and be good.
2: I do not need the turkey trot to have that way of thinking, Jamie. (laughs) You should do that. do you think I am? I'm
4: signing you and I up. We're going to go run the turkey trot. So what do we
2: do? We like chase turkeys or like they they chase us? It's like the running of the bulls, but it's the
4: running of the gobblers. You know, run a, I don't know three miles there's we dress nothing. up like turkeys five miles it's probably like a 5k
2: we instead of like you know quarter mile where they have the people at the table of water they're like handing you turkey legs as you run what are we doing yeah you get a couple of mashed taters do we ride turkeys like a
4: horse is that why they're trotting no i don't think that is what we do oh,
2: okay no
4: there's no riding of anything
2: you can sign sign me up i will not be attending <laughs> i will not be there no thanks Anything with, like, having to wake up early on Thanksgiving, I'm out on. Anything with, like, we'll play, like, uh, every once in a while, like, a game of, like, touch football. Or, like, my favorite is uh, Macy's family plays horse, which is a fantastic afternoon thing. But Mm -hmm. the fact that neither of you, you skipped the nap, which I think is, I mean, good for you because that's a good health decision. I am already planning out, like, my nap position right now, where I'm going to be on the couch, how I'm going to lean into the arm,
4: you know, Mhm. You're planning that out. I am ready.
2: I'm. Okay. I am in nap form already. Yeah. I don't I feel like it's tryptophan. It's not it's a, a real, real good, thing.
4: It's not a real good nap if you plan it.
2: <laughs> I've planned mine every year. <laughs> it's been. It's been good every time.
4: There's that goose again. The
2: old turkey nap. One of the best naps you'll have, man. <laughs> like a forklift couldn't get you off the couch if it wanted to. Nobody, Let's go in. Into... Nobody else
4: to be able to hear the game because Clint's snoring in the <laughs> living room.
2: Yeah, but everyone's napping. Not with you
4: snoring, they're not.
2: You don't know if I'm a snorer or not. That is a feels I, like a judgment. That... I can
4: just look at you. Are you a snorer, Clint?
2: Not really. Okay. I mean, have I in my life? Sure. <laughs> Um, but I would say typically I'm not a snorer. I, at least I haven't, and and I I think this because I sleep far more than my wife, and she will let me know if I do something that annoys her, and that would annoy her. And she hasn't been like,
4: you can't go to sleep right now. You're gonna snore, and you're gonna I'm gonna want to like. Wives are prone for telling us when they do something that annoys them.
2: Which I appreciate the honesty, right? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I want the feedback. It's the only way we get better is honest feedback. I don't get coach speak from my wife. Not once if I got that. <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's
2: good. Like, yeah, we might have snored a little bit out there, but uh, we'll go back to the drawing board. Be better, mm-hmm. you know, yes, tomorrow Yes, we will. When we go to bed, you know, mm-hmm. really focus on this. Uh, let's go to a question of the day,
0: shall we? We shall. Time now for Jamie's question of the day.
4: <laughs> All right, Clint. All right, Jamie. Ben. Our fine listening audience, here's my question for you today. Which is more likely to happen on Friday? The Red Raiders beat Texas or they lose by 14 or more? I'm just going to get
3: my misery out of the way saying they'll lose by 14 or more.
2: I think that it would, yeah, I think it most likely that would be the case. Because I think I, I, I think this game will be closer, and I think it will be low scoring, but I still think Texas is going to win. But if you told me one team blew out the other one, I just have a very, very difficult time thinking you rolled into Austin and with a very focused Texas that, team and did that.
4: Yeah, but you don't have to do that to get – this question you should sure. to win by one
2: sure but i'm just saying i think that's a pop i think it could that that is a i wouldn't be shocked if that happens not what i'm predicting um so yeah i think the 14 or more for texas is more likely
4: that was am, fun am i a bad person for asking this question no
2: no i think it's a
4: <clears throat> i think it's it's more likely that you lose by 14 or more mm-hmm. yeah i hate saying that uh Just because I want this to be, obviously, I want Tech to win, but I want this to be an entertaining game and I want it to, I don't want us to finish on a dud. Mm -hmm. You know, you've, you've won three straight games, which is, you know, I'm really happy the way that this team fought back after it looked for all the world like you weren't going to make a bowl game. And you, you know, everything had gone wrong for this team and I had bad luck with quarterbacks' injuries and all the above. And then all of a sudden, you know, I, I, I think you have to credit coach mcguire and his coaching staff and i think you have to credit these players for not giving in sure and um, getting themselves back to a bowl game where they very easily could have kind of packed it in and so i hate to think that you know it's going to end like the season the regular season is going to end like this after you played put together three really good games in a mm-hmm. row uh
2: it's funny hold hold that thought Right here, right now, this moment in time. I'm going to
4: set it down. Uh, Sit it down. Very heavy. Sit sit
2: it down, but put it like, keep it in reach. Okay, I will. Um, This may get brought back up at 215 for Tell Me I'm Wrong. It is the bottom line. You do have us on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Back with more next.
0: Getting to the point but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score.
2: That's right, it's time for Tell Me I'm Wrong. You've got the bottom line on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. It also takes anywhere with the mobile apps brought to you by Happy State Bank. So if you're uh, already in that family mode for Thanksgiving week and maybe you took a couple days off, you're hanging out and you want to say, Hey, family, this is a 100.7, the score. We can give them shock and awe as well.
4: Yes, we can. Yeah, Clint And they sc- can just download the app and take it with them when they go back to their yeah. more n- normal home.
2: <laughs> Clint Scott, Jamie Lent, Ben Poorman. Uh, I have your tell-me-I'm-wrong statement today, and so I will uh, offer it up on a platter like a Thanksgiving dish and you can say, ooh, stuffing, yum, 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 yum. Or you can go, ooh, a cranberry, and just swat it out. Okay. Just punt it into the yard where it belongs. Um. So I will say this is a, a huge if here as I go into this. So if Jamie, Ben, our fine listening audience, you do beat Texas and upset Texas for that matter, um, I think that this would be a more impressive coaching job by Joey McGuire than last year. So last season, we'll start here. You were 0 and 4 against ranked teams on the road. Okay. Uh, uh, this year, if, if you were to do that, you'd be 2 and 0 on the road. And I know you have a ranked loss there against Oregon, um, but still, far on the road, you'd have two ranked wins. You were 5 and 4 in conference play last year. This would make you 6-3. and three. You had a similar stretch of adversity uh, where your back was against the wall and asked to do a little bit of the same last year where you rattled off three wins in a row. This year, uh, you had to do the same thing. So the win on Saturday would give you that 2-0 and ranked road mark. You'd be 7-5 and five overall again, but again, 6-3 and three in conference play, which would be a game more. Uh, and as many quarterback issues as you had last year, this year has been abysmal to deal with. Uh, And in the, again, the big if situation, you'd end the regular season on a four-game winning streak. Backs against the wall this year, uh, instead of the wins you got last year against KU at uh, Iowa State and then against Oklahoma uh, in overtime, you would have a win over TCU. And we've talked about kind of the rival aspect. uh, And then one of those would be that road win over Kansas you would have found a way to beat UCF who's starting to find their footing. And then obviously Texas would be the biggest hurdle and the biggest kind of meat on that plate, if you will. Uh, And if you break the levels of what that would mean down to me, here you go. Starts with it being the last time you'll see Texas on the gridiron for a very, very long time, at least in the foreseeable future. Uh, This is also, to me, the best Texas team you've seen since Colt McCoy has been running around there. Um, They're a legitimate playoff contender. uh, Last but not least, we all know you're going to get a laser-focused, talented Texas team uh, for all of those like reasons with the playoffs and then plus the Yormark stuff and you beating them last year. Um, so all of that together, I think with, again, at Texas and how talented Texas is obviously is the biggest caveat with it, and that's why it's such a big if. But if you beat Texas, I think this will be a better coaching job this year than what you did last year.
4: I think the huge thing is last year you had three quarterbacks <clears throat> who were you felt like were good enough to win could lead you to wins in college football games, mm-hmm. and I think this year you had just two, and that's just because the third string guy was a true freshman, right? Mm-hmm. Who had just didn't have the experience. It doesn't mean that in the future he can't be a really good quarterback, Jake Strong. But right, but this season you just had the two and you ended up having to play serious minutes against serious teams with that third string guy there. So, I mean, last year you won a bunch of close games and it just felt like you, you had the ball bounce your way a few times, right? Despite all the the quarterback issues you had this year, boy, it feels like you've really had to to earn it a little bit more.
2: Mm
4: -hmm. So I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to agree with you. I, I think it would be, if you were able to beat Texas, yeah. a more impressive coaching job,
2: and that, uh, obviously that carries a lot of weight in that statement, beating Texas on the road, it'll be massive. Yeah, um, and 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 this is a yeah. Did you did you reach the, reach the expectations that you had? No, st- still a no. Um, but all in all, yeah, I think that that would be a a really good example of why you should still be excited. Uh, for and even if you lose that game, but like why I think you have the right guy at
3: the helm. <laughs> so originally I was going to say you were wrong because they beat a team with B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson as their one-two punch, but they also didn't have Quinn Ewers last year and they kept it close. But I'm going to double down and say if the Red Raiders do win in Austin – that would be the best coaching job by Joey Maguire throughout his two year tenure here, point blank period.
2: Listen, what you think on the H flooring center chat line? Thoughts, comments, questions, all of that. Welcome there. Uh you look around the rest uh of the Big Twelve, Jamie. What uh what stood out to you this weekend?
4: Um I thought uh, yeah, man. BYU had such a great opportunity to beat Oklahoma. Oh my goodness! After their their starter got hurt, and mm-hmm. man the 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 fourteen point pick six was, I mean, just massive, mm-hmm. just absolutely massive. That was the difference in that game. I thought the Kansas Kansas State game was really entertaining. I thought that was that was fun to watch. Kansas you that know led from mo- most of the night, and uh, I I like their young quarterback. I think he's solid. So. Um, I don't know that was that was a good game. Um nothing else really jumped out at me. Texas and Iowa State was pretty boring. The Tech game against UCF was really good. Yeah, yeah it was. I really liked that yeah. one.
2: I uh maybe this is just interesting to me. I keep on just seeing how 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 much lower can Baylor go? And they didn't have a shot against TCU. I mean, they were just manhandled in that game. So, uh, oh gosh. Does, I mean, does he start next year on the hot seat? And I don't know what his, because he's had a new deal fairly recently after the Big 12 championship game, but again, you know, the private school aspect, you don't really know what the numbers are for like the buyout. Mm-hmm. But I I would think that there's got to be some sort of urgency right now, because show me, well, it's 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 going the wrong way, and this isn't just like the, a down year. You could see the signs last year and now it's taken another step back if if he does start out the year i would wonder if there's somewhat a not like a quick trigger like in the three games but like maybe a midseason firing but the reason i think that there's an urgency is because with the kind of ground floor of a new big 12 you think you you wouldn't want to be just starting behind the eight ball and it feels like that's what you'd be doing right now because the recruiting isn't that good over there either. So, like, show me where. Okay, this is this is his plan. This is Aranda's plan to make this better. You mm-hmm. can see what the goal is mm-hmm. right now. This is what's on the drawing board. Doesn't seem like you have any of that. Just seems like you're floating in a limbo of suck. <laughs> I mean, you hate to see it. I hope he stays.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just kills me.
2: Yeah, just. Yeah, I'm just. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm
4: just really shocked at how bad it's gone for them in a short t- period of time. Yeah. Felt like he was going to re- be a really good coach, and they had a program that was on their eyes, and, man, it went away in a hurry.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, you've seen the up and down as you've had coaching changes over the last few regimes, but it hasn't been a swirl where the same coach has been there, and that's just what's very sure. interesting to me. Um. And and even like offensive and defensive line, which last year was a strength of theirs, like that's gone away. It just has, it's just bad. Yeah, all over the place. And again, the woulda coulda shoulda aspect. I mean, you're you're an incredible comeback away in Orlando from just having a two win team right now. Yeah, which is just bonkers. Yeah, to me. Um, and I know that was at TCU, but still like that if that's the measuring stick game of how much and it just it's not it feels like they have fully packed it in but mm-hmm. it feels like they have packed it in for a couple of weeks sure. now and it's just getting worse
3: i hear dana holgerson's keeping his job yep
4: mm. looks that way
3: yeah
2: again keep, please yeah I, i'm not rooting for these firings don't get me wrong i'm like boy how can they turn that around like i hope it's just worse and worse and
0: worse This has been the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 100-7thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.